Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're reviewing all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season. But today, join us while we're doing our supplemental summer series, The Hills Have Size Le where we're discussing The Hills' new beginning. Today, we'll be discussing episode eight, Are We Exclusive? Um, I'm your host, Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And let's do, I only have a teeny bit of house cleaning um, because it's only been, we don't have as much when we record every week. And again, I'm not going to really go over my live tweets. Um, Let's see. Heather tweeted us a bunch of stuff, but I can't remember if I talked about it last week or not, but it was just notes on the episode. Um, And then... She uh, posted and I retweeted this. Oh, did I retweet it? I'll retweet it right now. Um, This great um, article about Justin Bobby. And she said, am I a dude for totally disagreeing with this article? Am I dignitized by JB? Author does the author, also does the author believe the show is 100% or 50% real? Um, It was a funny article and it was completely like trashing Justin Bobby. Um, Let's see. She also said that she, huh? Who wrote the article trashing trashing him? Uh, Hold on, I'll open it. It's um, femistella.com. Interesting. The Hills and the Way Justin Bobby Treats Women. Okay. We need to talk about Justin Bobby. It's like just a long article about that and how he's misogynistic. Um, Heather also said that she knew of Justin Bobby's girlfriend's podcast because she had Bert Kreishner on. Um, Who's that? I believe it's the comedian, the machine, I think. Oh, guy who does the machine. I think that's him. I mean, Heather weigh in, but I believe that's him. He's really funny if that's him. Okay. Um, and then um, I posted the article about Miley and Caitlin on oh, their little vacay. Um, and then Heather posted it as well. So we'll talk about that. Um, all right. And then this is all of my tweets, live tweets from yesterday. So I'll skip those. The only thing that I thought was really funny, and I don't know why it made me giggle so much, but, um, wait, I have to click on the whole conversation. So, um, so Lou, Lou's intervention tweeted, anyone else think it is strange that Caitlin threw a gala for a newish business? Well, I've heard about and get anniversary galas, example, Ralph Lauren. The only galas I have ever been in, I, I have ever been in benefit uh, a philanthropic organizations. And so someone responded, um, Dolly Gagger 22, no, like just no, with no further information. And then Lou tweeted back, am I missing an entire sector of the gala circuit? Please, please advise. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that's it for uh, House Spinning on my end. Awesome. So I was able to do a little bit of research this week. Thank goodness I had a little bit of time to spare. So a few things are still outstanding, but I did create a list after last week's episode. So the movie audition that Misha auditioned for or that she had, supposedly with Kelsey Grammer, is still TBD. And I have not gotten to the bottom of it. Kelsey Grammer's IMDb page is currently full of TV shows. And the most recent things from 2018 and 2019, there's nothing to do with the South or prostitutes or didn't even seem like women for that matter. There was one show, actually, correction, with women, but it was young teenage girls and it was somewhat sci-fi related. So I don't think it's that. And the other one was an animated... Do we think it's bullshit then? Huh? Do we think it's bullshit then? I don't know. And then his other current show was an animated one about monsters. So. I feel like that would only be scary to Camille Grammer. Right. Um, So TBD on that, maybe I don't, I don't see why Kelsey Grammer's name would be dropped unless it was true though. I don't see how that would make sense, but that is still up in the air. As far as Misha's family drama goes, I did do some successful research there. Oh, okay. So things with her mother slash manager, momager, did get quite ugly. So they bought a house, or Misha bought a house, that was about seven to seven and a half million dollars. And then as Financial Times grew harder, 
there was a big blow up about the sale of the house, what agent to use, what to list it as. And there was a massive back and forth. And Misha claims that she didn't know her mother had co-ownership of the house at the time that it was purchased. That's an interesting thing to not know. Right. But if she was, you know, if she bought it when she was a teenager because she started the OC when she was 16, her mother may have purchased it and put herself on the deed. Okay, fair enough. So basically, it's all financial. And it got really ugly, like they were locking each other out and doing things with their real estate agent behind each other's backs. And they've never recovered from it. And it was all about money. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. And then when Misha had her backyard drug-induced episode, which I also did more research about, um, so she claims that someone slipped her GHB Mm -hmm. at her birthday party. But one of the things in her rant was that she kept talking about her mother and she kept yelling that her mother was a fucking witch. Fair enough. Her mother does sound like a fucking witch, so I'm with her on that one. Yeah, exactly. So it's all very sad, and I can see why... So they moved to New York when she was five so she could pursue acting. She got the OC when she was 16. And so her money was fueling the family, but also her family was fueling her career. And I think it just blew up really badly. Oh, that's sad. It is. And then the last thing that I wanted to confirm is that we talked about Hyde Nightclub last week and Frankie Delgado and what is he doing now? So Frankie had his own promotion company that worked with clubs and it was bought by SBE. Oh, okay. So Frankie is still his own boss and still technically works for himself, but SBE bought him out. So Frankie Delgado promotions is now part of SBE. Gotcha. So he does not own clubs. He just is a promoter, not just, but like, right. But he has a pretty big stake in SBE now. And they are not only doing nightclubs, they are doing, you know, hotels, restaurants, pretty much everything. And there are six Hyde locations now. What? Yep. Where are the other five? Like, not in California, like other places. So there's one in L.A. on Sunset. There's a second one. There's a lounge at the L.A. Staples Center. Uh-huh. Las Vegas, Miami, the arena in Miami. So American Airlines Arena, I think. And then there's one in Australia now. Oh, all right. Yep. There Fair you go. enough. Yep. But that's my house cleaning. And other than that, I'm ready to dive in. Okay. So we start at the rooftop Laguna with uh, Audrina and Ashley. And it brought back some Laguna Beach memories. I'm pretty sure that's where Jason Waller and Lauren Conrad had their first date. Oh, really? You see it on Real Housewives of OC sometimes, too. But I got. I was going to say, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, yeah. as someone who didn't watch Laguna Beach, like, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, well, I got the tingles because that, I'm pretty sure that was on many a Laguna Beach episode. Um, and then I have my constant problem that I have with these television shows where Audrina is dressed like it's the height of summer and Ashley is dressed like it's January. And I will never understand it. I know. I, yeah, I'm struggling with all scenes, Audrina. And I just, I'm trying not to. And I want to be invested for the sake of this podcast, but... She's just, I think she's going through a hard time and she's coming across very self-absorbed and I don't, I can't blame her for that because she's going through a lot, but it's not, it's not the most fun to watch. No. And it's, I mean, before in the old Hills, Audrina was always kind of like a fun finger bangy chick that just, you know, her scenes were mostly light unless she was fighting with Justin Bobby or, you know, crying because the girls were being mean to her and she's being, like she was a sympathetic character to me before yeah and she no longer is yeah um the way she's being portrayed um i do kind of feel like maybe you and i and I, our other listeners can weigh in might be in the minority because in the facebook page people are very team audrina and very anti-justin bobby and stephanie really which is interesting to me because i feel <laughs> the exact opposite but I do, too. <laughs> Maybe I'm, we'll have to find out how Danny Pellegrino feels about the issue. Right. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic to Audrina. She is going through a lot. And her custody battle sounds terrible. It's terrible. Just, yeah. Her scenes. Maybe it's that they, like, make me kind of sad. And I'm not enjoying them as much. 
Uh, now, I do enjoy this scene because I, the more I see her, the more I love Ashley. Like, same, I love Ashley. Same. And they were both actually eating food. I'm pretty sure that I saw pieces of salad on a fork going into both of their mouths. Well, what um, really got me about Ashley and what endeared her to me forever was when she said that she looked the menu up online before they went to the restaurant. She always (laughs) says that because I always do that. (laughs) And she got bacon wrapped dates in addition to salad. Now, can we talk about the fucked up dubbing? Yes. That was, I couldn't even tell who was supposed to be saying it. So for those of you who didn't watch the editor, didn't pick up on it, they're sitting at the table and one of them, I thought it was supposed to be Audrina, says, I'm super excited to go to Caitlin's Black Tie Gala but it was crazy dubbed and the camera was on Audrina and her mouth wasn't moving, but it didn't sound like Ashley either. It was really weird. Yeah. They've been do that's very classic Hills of them though. With the bad dubbing. I, I mean, but it didn't, I, I actually re- I mean, cause I watched it twice. Obviously I watched it when I was live tweeting and then I watched it again last night to take notes. And I even rewound it last night a couple of times because <laughs> you, it sounds like Audrina. Like it does not sound like Ashley. But it's obviously supposed to be Ashley because the camera's on Adrena when it happens and her mouth isn't moving. Weird. It's very weird. Very, very weird. So they talk about Caitlyn's upcoming black tie gala and how Caitlyn is so strong and secure and... Okay. And then Adrena says that she's going to bring a date to the gala and she's going to bring Ryan Cabrera. And Ashley won me over forever and she says, oh, the guy with the hair... Yeah. Well, she's not wrong. Nope. That's it's still, still the guy with the hair. It's not as wild as it used to be, but it's still a true statement. He is it's the guy with the hair. Not great. Um, the uh, the other thing about this is that I Ashley's really turned on Justin Bobby. She says he's so loser. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> You're so loser, Frank. <laughs> I mean, and- I. I was a little surprised at the vitriol of it all. I know. Several weeks ago, they were all at a festival together, and she was shipping them. So, Audrina defends herself hanging out with Ryan Cabrera and says that people probably think I'm just hanging out with another ex, but they don't know our history or our relationship. He's more than an ex. Okay. And then Ashley says that she wasn't going to say anything to Audrina, but she does anyway, and that Jason had a slip with alcohol just before Friendsgiving. Well, and the shocking thing to me, and I don't think I'd ever really registered, or maybe I didn't even know, that Jason's last relapse lasted for three years. Yeah, it was long. I know that from listening to their guest on Prattcast. So he got a subscription to Adderall when he started working on his own rehab facility and actually like kind of turned it into a job and he was having a hard time keeping up with everything. He got a prescription for Adderall and it set him off for years. Oh. He started abusing that and he started abusing everything. Gotcha. And then it fueled his gambling addiction and all kinds of stuff. Um, But I, I genuinely like Jason and Ashley and she says, the most heartbreaking thing is that like she can't help him. And it's also just really sad to watch that he drinks because he hates his own skin. Like this person that she loves so much doesn't like himself and she doesn't know how to make him see it. And it was, I find every scene with them where they talk about his sobriety, just so genuine and so sweet, even though it's really sad, but they seem to really have each other's back and in a way that's remarkable. Agreed. And then we go to Brandon Lee's house for some, like, meet cute with his, I don't know, TV girlfriend. Ashley. Also Ashley. Yeah. And they're, like, in bed and joking around. And he asks her if she's hungover. And he likes to move fast. He's the type to express himself. And then we get a little flashback of them on a date with Justin and Lindsay. Yeah. Which is interesting that that didn't make the episode or make an episode that ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah. I want to see some of this stuff. Take 500. And then she makes him avocado toast. Yes. And she she says it was made with love. So I don't know. Then they flirt about 
you know, how they know each other so well already and how she's not going home a lot and how they're not seeing anybody else and they should keep it that way. And I got distracted and I was wondering what color Brandon Lee's eyes are. Because in scenes, they look darker when he's talking to someone. And then in this confessional, they look like bright green or blue. And I don't know whether it's a lighting thing, a contact thing. It may depend on what he's wearing. I don't know. But now I'm kind of obsessed with it and I can't figure it out. I don't know. I'll have to pay attention next week. There was also a giant white van in his driveway. (laughs) Just curious. Okay. Just putting it out there. I don't know why. And... Then we go play billiards with Justin and Stephanie. At the billiard club. And at like noon. Yeah. It was weird. Like it was really light outside. I don't know. I I think a pool is like an evening activity. So I know it was just strange. I don't know. Um, I was very distracted by Justin Bobby's chest hair in this scene. So I had (laughs) trouble paying attention because he has long chest hair, but has shaved like his like the top two inches of his chest it's very strange no yeah you do i mean next time look at it because he was wearing like the acid wash jacket and like the low v uh tank top and it for sure looked like he because it was the line was perfect and it looked like he'd shaved like to his clavicle and then left all the other hair law it was strange i don't know ew yeah it was very distracting to me (laughs) i'm actually glad i didn't notice that So Stephanie asks about Justin's status with Lindsay and he says they're getting pretty serious and he's always cautious when he's dating someone new. And he reiterates it again later in the episode that he doesn't jump into bed with someone that he actually likes. Um, I love that been to your house is apparently the new, are you fucking? (laughs) Yeah. Has she been to your house? (laughs) Have you been to her house? And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I also liked that Stephanie said in her confessional that Justin would be the best criminal ever <laughs> because he's just so vague about everything. It's truer words have never been spoken. He would be the greatest criminal ever. I feel like investigators would give up because he just wouldn't give straight answers. <laughs> I also don't know what this note means, but I wrote Stephanie not invited to goth attack rant. To gala. Oh, to Gala. Oh, yes. (laughs) Stephanie says that she's not invited to the Gala. She also says something about Lindsay and says Lindsay and her double Z bra. Yeah. (laughs) True. Also true words. Also true. Um, Sidebar, Heather, if you would like to start a band with me called Goth Attack Rant, I'm down. Yeah, that's pretty good. So Stephanie's not invited to the gala. She wasn't invited. And then Justin tells Stephanie that he was at the beach with the boys and he knows that it was Audrina who got Brody going about the Stephanie's fire comment in Las Vegas. And this is the other reason I'm having issue with Audrina is because she's almost taken Stephanie's. I mean, I guess karmically it serves Stephanie, right? Because in the past she's been a huge shit stirrer. Yeah. But Audrina has sure picked up the reins and is full on shit stirring like it's her full time job. Yes. And then Stephanie says in her confessional about Audrina, I'm going to give you my therapist phone number because you dated this fool 10 years ago. <laughs> I loved it. I put Team Stephanie. I'm like, I'm all Team Stephanie on this one all the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we've talked about it. I've got nothing new to say. And then we go to Spencer and Heidi's house. And we finally get to see Spencer doing jujitsu. But this pissed me off because anyone who's ever followed Spencer on Snapchat knows he does not do jujitsu at home. He does yeah. it at a dojo. Like, I've never once seen him do it at home. Right. Well, Spencer, we've got his burritos. We haven't seen his espresso yet, but now we've seen his jujitsu. I can't even say that word, jujitsu. And he says he does it six days a week and that when <laughs> he and Heidi were broke and sad that he gained a hundred pounds. And, Lies. Lies. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say like, what, 30? Not even. Like he showed that picture and he looked maybe 15 pounds heavier. Um, later on in the episode, and we'll talk about it then, he claims he weighed 250 pounds. Fucking lies and allegations. I used to weigh 250 pounds. I will put up pictures of myself. 
he did not like he maybe weighed 200 pounds maybe yeah he did say in this episode later that he is usually around 170 i think is what yes. he said mm-hmm. yeah so like i said i would give him maybe 30 in that photo not a hundred yeah no not okay. even in that photo i don't think he looked 200 pounds in that photo i think maybe it is heaviest but they have been constantly photographed for the last 10 years yeah. If he weighed 250 pounds, there would be a picture of it somewhere. And if so, I need to see it because I don't believe it. Right. And then he says that eating your feelings is real. And duh. Which it is. Like, I mean, I liked that narrative. I liked that he was like admitting that like when you're depressed, you eat all the time. And that's why people gain weight, whatever. That part I liked. I did not like this false narrative that he was a two-ton Tessie because he never was. <laughs> Sorry. Caught me off guard. And he also, like, apparently it was all pie. It wasn't burritos. It was just pie. It was just pie. Yeah. I'm more of a cake person myself, but... Um, I like pie. I mean, I could definitely go sweet and savory. I could surely house some dangerously delicious pies, get, like, a savory, and then finish it off with a sweet afterwards, but... But I thought that... I thought that fruit desserts weren't your thing. I make an exception for pie. Okay. So pie... That's the only time fruit dessert is acceptable. Okay. Um, and then we get another Sonic ad because Heidi is like a drink with the label out. Well, we got a Sonic and a Pratt Daddy ad because the Pratt Daddy sticker was on the computer, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, they are a thousand percent going to be broke again. One thousand yeah. percent. My note says spending habits. Holy shit. Yeah. Stephanie is 100% correct. They are spending every dime they're making from this show. And Heidi is a willing participant, but it sounds really driven by Spencer. And they are spending a half million dollars a year on clothes, jewelry, and wine. Oh. A half million dollars. Because $43,000 a month is what they're spending on clothes, jewelry, and wine. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. And then Spencer says the bank is imaginary. I'm so sorry, Spencer, but that is incorrect. And do I need to start selling crystals? Like, is I, no. I can't. No. The fuck? He's making enough to be spending $43,000 a month on clothes, jewelry, and wine. Like, I'm doing something really wrong in my life. Because they're not making that much on the show. Yeah, no. But I, they can't be making that much from crystals. Then where is it all coming from? I mean, I guess they don't have a house payment because... Well, they've got their podcast. They've got all these... They're doing like mom and dad. Oh, I Instagram, forgot about the podcast. Right? But that yeah, too. Pretty much any product they talk about, they're getting paid for it. Well, and they're there. You don't know this because you don't have it, but I do. They are the spokespeople now for the Dish Network. There you go. They're doing ads for Dish because they're doing ads for Dish. Misha's doing some deodorant, and um, Whitney is doing everything. She has like kombucha ads, Hello Fresh. Audrina just announced that she's a new spokesperson for the South Beach diet yesterday. No, but I mean, like, Misha and Spidey's, like, they're advertisements on TV. Like, yeah. I don't mean, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. like, full-on ads. Yep. Um, so then Spencer talks about how he has a surprise for Heidi for their anniversary, but, you know, she wants to keep it a secret. And she says it better not be a jet because she wants to be at home with Gunner. And Spencer ends the scene by saying, don't think I don't have something up my kimono. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta, I gotta give Spencer his one-liners. They are funny. No, he is very funny. I know. And then we go to the Viceroy and Brandon has lunch with Pamela. It was amazing. And he called her a little old lady. I was pissed. Yeah. And my note says, Pamela with seven exclamation points and it says cancel everyone else. Yeah, pretty much. I was just so excited she was on screen that I actually didn't really care about what they were saying. Um, I, mostly what I cared about were his confessionals when he said that when he was younger, she told him he looked like a sock because he yes, yes. tan. <laughs> Which is going to be my new favorite summer insult. <laughs> you look like a sock. Um... But she tries to encourage him to reconcile with his father and says, you know, you can't pick your parents and there are good qualities to your dad. Which seem, 
it seems like a very nice and neutral thing to say. And this is where I wanted a spinoff of her and Linda Thompson. Oh, you called that? I would pay $8 billion for it. Like it needs to happen. It would be amazing. I mean, they both dated and were married to rock stars. They're both blonde. They're both amazing. They both have two sons. I just, I want all of it. I'm with you. I want them to go shopping. I want them sitting in Adirondack chairs in Malibu drinking all the wine. I just want all of it. Not that I've thought too much about it. <laughs> um, well, this whole scene, the other thing that's made me about this scene was, A, I need to go rewatch VIP because I'm really missing Pamela. And so yeah. I need to find that in streaming somewhere. I rewatch it. And for those of you who've never watched VIP, you need to get off your ass and watch it immediately because it's one of the best shows that was ever made. Um, I also thought it was really funny that Brandon said, I want to write something really bad because I have news for you, Brandon. Someday you're going to write something and it's going to be really bad. Um, <laughs> I also thought it was hysterical that Pam said, you're going to be one of the best actors the world has ever seen one day, which I don't know. I love Pam, but this is barbed wire we're talking about and they watch in VIP. So I don't know if I really trust her um, acting uh, reviews. Yeah. I did love Baywatch, though. Like, my historical Pam love comes from Baywatch. See, I never really watched Baywatch. Um, I was VIP and, and of course, Barbed Wire. I actually was Barbed Wire for Halloween one year and won a costume contest at the Ozone Nightclub. See, I was a young girl obsessed with Barbie dolls, and then I think I watched Baywatch, and I was like, oh, she is one. And I bet if you had asked me at a very young age what I wanted to do when I grow up, I probably would have said, like, a Los Angeles lifeguard. lifeguard. <laughs> Um, so then we go and I'm not sure where we are with Jason and Spencer. Delphine. Okay. Thank you. And Jason admits that he had a slip with alcohol and he drank a fifth of vodka. Um, and then he talked about how it stems from his insecurities. And he also sort of claimed that when he was in a bad way, he gained a lot of weight and that it sort of has triggered him recently. Is that what he was saying? Yes, he said that he gained 30 pounds um, and that he saw pictures of himself and it really like sent him into a spiral. And I'm thinking to myself, like if Jason has body issues, um, what are, hope is there for the rest of us? That's um, what I said. But he's definitely back on track because if you, I really noticed once they talked about it, like if you see him in the show and then the pictures of him in the confessional, he definitely looks a lot thinner in the confessional. Okay. Like his face in particular. Yeah. And actually, even though I was both sad for Jason and for Spencer, you know, like eating feelings and depression are very hard. I was actually very glad to see a TV show have two men talk about this as opposed to women. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I no, like, I think it's great. I feel like that never happens. So I was sort of proud of the fact that MTV and the Hills are flipping the script on that. Um, and this is when Spencer says his bullshit about peeing 250 pounds so that I don't buy for a minute. Um, I also, and this is going to be controversial, I don't buy the Spencer-Jason friendship. No. I'm sorry, I don't. I mean, I think it's all for the show. Um, Spencer, I mean, Spencer did seem concerned about him, but he also acted like they've been buds for the last 10 years, and that's not true. Yeah, I would say, so... Jason and Ashley went on Prattcast, and I will say my impression was that Jason does seem pretty cool with everybody yeah. um, in his sobriety. And I could, the part of it that I buy is that, you know, the like homebody disciplined part of Spencer, like the one who's home with Heidi and Gunner and doing jujitsu and things like that that they kind of have a common bond there that Jason's really disciplined and he's home with his daughter and like I buy an element to it, but I'm with you in that I feel like when filming's over, they probably don't hang. Yeah, I mean, and Spencer was really laying it on. Like, they've been, like, super tight buds for the last 10 years, and I don't believe that. No. and I Jason, don't believe that they talked at all until this show was became a thing. Or they've seen each other at other random MTV stuff, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I buy, I think they have a mutual respect and understanding, but that's what I would call it. Okay, agreed. And then we meet up with Audrina. And I'm not going to lie, I have very few notes about this scene. 
I have a couple. My first one is that Ryan's hair is very problematic. Yeah. Um, second is that he looks the same. Like he hasn't really aged. Yeah. Um, my third is my parents have that boat and it is like a nickel. Like they are cheap. Like everyone in California has them. I thought it was really funny. They were acting like we're going on a boat, like whatever the fuck. Like when you go to California and for people that have boat slips in their backyards, like everyone has, they have a regular boat and then they have one of those, I can't remember their, specifically what they're called. I should have texted my dad, but they have one of those weird little rinky dink boats. Like I was forced to go out on it for Thanksgiving for like a little cruise, but they're dumb and it's not an impressive boat. Okay. Well, that's the first of unimpressive boats we see in this episode. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And um, that was literally my only notes about the boat scene. Yeah. My note says, Ryan Cabrera, Ryan is singing. Yeah. What did he even sing? He sang a song about the boat? The, yeah, I can't remember the name of the boat, but he sang a song about the name of the boat. Yeah. I Okay. Um, so then we go to Heidi and Spencer's again. And am I correct in that we were hearing one of Heidi's songs while she was getting ready? Oh, girl, we were hearing Superficial. Yeah. Um, not only were they playing it, but they actually did. They actually did. But they did the um, MTV did the thing where they put like on the bottom, like artist Heidi Montag <gasps> song Superficial. Like they even did it with like they do all the other songs in the episode. Love it. Um, and this is when she was weirdly fembot Snapchatting. It was very strange. Yeah, it was weird. So they're getting ready for their anniversary dinner or whatever the surprise is going to be. And so Spencer is putting on what look like Gucci slides with the fur. But I don't know that they were. And he asks if Heidi has a brush that he can borrow. And she says, no, I don't have a hairbrush you can use for your shoes. And she pretends that she doesn't know like what to wear or what to look like for this event. And Spencer says, I want you to be five-star elite drip glam. Yeah. Um, I'm taking that phrase. I'm taking that phrase to the bank for sure. (laughs) And so then she talks about whether she should wear pants or a dress. And he says the less clothes, the better. And then he throws a little shade at her. In the confessional, and he says, I want Heidi tonight to realize that parents have fun. <laughs> it sounds like she really needs it. Yeah. Um, and then we have a little scene with Ashley and Jason getting ready for Caitlin's gala. And how they're, they're feeling nervous because of Jason's recent slip. And that the way that they sort of get through his addiction is that they always make sure that they're being their best individual selves because they know it's the better for the two of them as a duo. Um, And we need to talk about the fact that Ashley is wearing her prom dress and looks amazing. Her her hair was amazing. The old school, like, side waves. Mm -hmm. The Veronica Lake waves, yeah. Yeah, that you did to me once that I'm obsessed with. Um, She looked amazing. So I love that he was wearing a clip-on tie. I thought it was funny. Um, and then we go to Heidi and Spencer's anniversary date. On the on, Duchess. Right. On the Duchess, which Heidi calls a yacht. And again, um, I <laughs> dropped over dead because my cousin has a boat that is bigger than that boat. And it's just a boat. That is not a yacht. It's a boat. Well... I have some research. Okay. <laughs> the Duchess is a 63-foot motor yacht, according to its website. It comes with two crew members. It has a tender kayaks, snorkel, fishing gear, complimentary food, snack, and beverage service, and a well-stocked working galley. Wine and beer are served on all charters. And actually on the website, you can see the woman in the visor. (laughs) (laughs) A harbor cruise is $400 an hour with a three-hour minimum. And a sunset cruise is the same, as is a bay cruise. I don't know why they're all listed separately. But I guess you can bring up to a certain number of guests as well. I would not call a 63-inch, a foot boat, a yacht. But that's just me. It was also, I, maybe I just watched too much Below Deck or Housewives or whatever, but, like, 
watching them sit on the bow eating, you know, like a sorry cheese platter, there was just nothing. <laughs> it just didn't say yacht to me. Well, and I feel like you couldn't have more than like six people on that boat. That at is most. That, that is the maximum. It says up to six. Oh, is that what it says? <laughs> <laughs> Five to six guests. Max. Yeah, that's not a yacht. It's a fucking boat. And I like that later on Spencer <laughs> calls it a boat. He does not call it a yacht. Um, so Heidi's dress. Let's talk about that. This. You mean her vision and asymmetry? Yes. So it is like black and gold lame and asymmetrical. It's like short to long. And they're both overdressed for the occasion. And they match, which I know is not a coincidence. Spencer's wearing a blazer over a shirt that has some gold on it. And Heidi's dress. Of course it's not a coincidence. No, of course not. Um, but I feel like for sitting on a boat for the rest of the evening, they both look a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they have champagne and Heidi toasts Spencer and their toasts are actually really touching. And Heidi says that she loves their life together. And so, and that to have each other is so rare And then Spencer in his confessional says something very sweet about Heidi that in all their years together, whether it was the high highs or the low lows, that Heidi's love for him never wavered and never changed. He said that, you know, when they went from spending money on studio time and private jets and all that stuff to spending $7 a day on tacos, that she loved him all the same. And he says tacos and pie. (laughs) (laughs) And then the woman in the visor serves them lobster, which Heidi calls her favorite food. Which is only surprising to me because she grew up in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I guess your tastes change when you become a person. I don't know. I guess. I mean, they have lobster in Colorado. I mean, yeah, but it's flown there. Anyway. Well, and her parents owned a restaurant, so. I know. I went there, sort of. (laughs) I tried really hard. Um, So then they start talking about Caitlin and Brody and how, you know, dark. It was dark, especially given recent news. Yeah. Says that when you watch their social media, they have separate lives and she thinks that everything they do is a facade. And then she says, best of luck because they seem to need it. So I wish them the best of luck because they look like they need it. And then Spencer says, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was really, I also so despite the fact that Caitlin and Brody have now separated I think that Spencer and Heidi look at a lot of couples and think they have separate lives because Spencer and Heidi are so entwined oh I'm sure I mean if you're that psycho codependent um you like you just said anyone else's relationship is going to look like not entwined yes yeah so then we go to Caitlin's gala for her company Foray. And they keep talking about how amazing it is. And I thought it looked really boring. I thought it looked boring. I can't figure out kind of like Lou said, I can't figure out the point of it. Like a gala is usually to raise money, but I don't think they were raising money for anything. Were they? I didn't notice that. Or were they launching something? Was it like a a launch party for this company? And do we know what her company does? Is it PR? I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, well, none of that was mentioned at any point. So it was confusing. Because I could see a gala as a celebration party or something like that. Like if they, you know launched a new magazine or a new product or I don't know. And she kept saying that it was an event to bring influencers to. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little confusing. Oh wait, it's the foray collective. Hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, while you look it up real quick, I'm going to talk about how Justin Bobby looked like golf James Bond and I've never wanted him more. Like even more so than in Vegas when he looked like Jack the Ripper. I was going to say, like, this is coming up for you weekly. I know. He just keeps getting better and better. Okay. So, Foray Collective, Caitlin is one of the founders, and it says, 
She and her partner set out on a mission to uncover emerging brands that had a unique story to tell and gathered together their muses. A mix of bloggers, Instagrammers, celebrities, and rule breakers who think and dress outside the box, resulting in infectious personal style. What they ended up with is a shopping destination that gives women who are passionate about fashion direct access to emerging designer labels and today's top style influencers. So it's just like a curated website where you can buy things. Yes. Okay. I mean, not for nothing, I like Caitlyn, but I wouldn't say that she's like an outside-of-the-box dresser. No. Okay, so they basically just like... It's like an aggregator for Instagram models. Okay. All right. I'm not sure what the gala was about still, but okay. Um, so everyone talks about how it's incredible. And then just speaking of Justin looking incredible, Lindsay is there with her boobs. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it, but she's flaunting it for sure. And I still couldn't get over how good Ashley looked. And Jason starts to get uncomfortable at the party pretty quickly. He says, I felt really bad for him. I did too. And he says that some days are easy and some days aren't. And they, they leave pretty early. Um, So someone says that Caitlin, Oh, Brody says that Caitlin did an amazing job at planning the event. And then we get another little scene of Brandon and his girl, Ashley. And, it's a cool, fun little step, I guess, that she is hanging out at his house all the time and hanging out with his dog. And then Audrina shows up and doesn't say hello to Justin. Well, no, and he says it's a big step to take her to this event. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like bigger than fucking her? Yeah. Like, what? I don't, huh? Like, <laughs> it just seemed weird to me. I mean, right. I would think sleeping with someone would be a bigger event than taking them to a gala, but whatever. Probably not for him, though, because this is like a public date. Yeah, I guess. Well, and he has her on camera, so. Right. That's what he was talking about. But then Audrina snubs Justin. Yes, Audrina snubs Justin, and I didn't even care two shits about that. What I was more confused about is then she goes over to talk to the girls, and she, once again, is in a big, furry, heavy jacket, and Caitlin and Ashley are in spaghetti straps. I know. Help. Maybe Audrina's just freezing all the time. But no, Audrina was the one at the lunch that was wearing next to nothing. And Ashley was the one that was like in a leather jacket and a turtleneck. And I mean, when you are good looking in California, do you just have your own climate system around you at all times? (laughs) Yeah. Is that how it works? Like, it's just like, oh, where I currently am standing, it is 83 degrees. But where you are, it's 62. Like, I just, I do not understand it. And I never, ever will. No. I think also some people are just like willing to put up with a colder temperature to look cute on camera. True. I mean, fair enough. Whereas like, I probably wouldn't sit there and shiver. Personally. Um, Caitlin says something very dark, which yeah. was, I don't want to be known as an- anyone's wife. No. Right. Oh no. Br- or, okay. Go ahead. What did you she say? She says you- she's very fulfilled to do the work that she does and have her own company and she says she doesn't want to be just someone's wife. Wife, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not anymore. Now you're known as the girl who may have broken up Liam Helmsworth and Miley Cyrus. I know. Which apparently, did you see? I didn't see Twitter today. Apparently they were going all in. Yes. So this is getting ugly, y'all. It's getting ugly. Liam and Miley are now, they're trading insults, which I will admit, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth were one of those weird celebrity couples that I was rooting for. I always found them such an odd match. And then when they got back together, I was a little too excited. And then when they had this like surprise wedding with family only at her place in Nashville, I thought it was so sweet. And I was like really excited about it. That said, I kind of like Miley dating Caitlyn too. And I'm not mad about it, but I just don't want things to get ugly. And Brandon Lee, I know. And Brandon Lee has now put his hat in the ring as well. And he has said that Miley and Caitlin's relationship is totally fake. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, from what I understand today, Liam's accusing her of cheating and she's accusing him of drinking and doing drugs. Wasn't that the, the gist of it? Yeah. And then I read that someone said 
like Liam's reps basically said, oh, that's cute, Miley, or something like basically <laughs> trying to ha- take all the heat off of her. But what, we will see. <laughs> uh, so then we go to Brandon and Ashley and Justin, Bobby and Lindsay. And this and- is the first time uh, to me that Brandon's ever seen 22. Yeah. He says, you're not fucking yet. Yeah. Um, none, of your, none of your beeswax, bro. Yeah. Gross. And, and then Justin, oh, Lindsay, sorry, Lindsay says it's better when you wait. <laughs> And Justin basically says that, like, if he bangs a girl on the first night, there's no future there. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the more true things he's said. And then Ryan Cabrera shows up and he tries on, is it Audrina's leopard print coat? Yes. Okay. I thought I was excited for Ryan Cabrera to come back and then he came back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I want, I mean, if she's going to date him... Sure. I mean, I thought when she said she was bringing a date to this in the beginning that she was, we were finally going to see her actual boyfriend, who's the guy that Ashley set her up with. But no, no we're getting more like pretend boyfriends. And I love that Justin said that Audrina always goes back to what's comfortable. He's not surprised at all. Ten years from now, she's probably going to go back with Corey. Yeah. Totally. So this is where Jason actually leaves, and then Brody pulls Caitlin aside and compliments her work and says that he hit the jackpot with his wife and he's a very proud husband. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. Um, and then we're back on the boat. Where... Yeah, Frank, we're back on the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> um, where we are discussing vow renewals. Which um, I would be careful with. I mean, I know this is not a Bravo show, but it is Bravo producers. And we all know that on a Bravo show, a vow renewal means the marriage will be broken up within a year um, because of the curse. Um, We talk about more babies, which I'm a surprised Heidi's not already pregnant. I I, get. And B, I'm also surprised that Spencer wasn't more on board with it. And I was a little pissed and offended for her that he basically was saying, like, you need a career, you need this, you need... Well, why? Why can't she just be a mom? Like, it obviously makes her incredibly happy. Like, why does she need other stuff? I think it was his backhanded way of saying, like, you're a crazy helicopter mom, and if you have two, it'll be worse. Maybe, but then he should just say that because he shouldn't say, like, you need a thinking career. You need a career. Because she doesn't. Like, if she, if her passion is being a mother, she should just be a mother. He kind of, he said both. Because he said, like, are you actually going to leave this baby and, like, get back to doing the other things that you like doing and being Heidi? And she says, I don't think I'll leave the next baby. (laughs) Meaning, like, she'll just double down and be at home all the time. And then she says at the end of the episode that she wants to prioritize her marriage and let go of, like, mom stuff and her timetable a little bit, too. But I also think devil's advocate here that if she had more than one child, that would happen. It it forces her to. She's so focused on Gunner that I think if there were one or two more other children, she'd have to spread it around a little bit, and it would be better for everyone. But that's just me, like, backseat parenting. Um, well, after seeing uh, the way that she rocks the baby, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I do kind of want to see that live time. Um, and this is where I got excited because Spencer referred to the yacht as a boat, nice, which is what but it that's, is. That's the end of the episode, that was the last, yeah. Scene. And I actually did pay attention to scenes from the next, which we get Heidi singing, yep. Um, we get Audrina and Stephanie fighting. And we get a bachelorette party, which I'm assuming is for Heidi. That's what my note says, too. I said bachelorette party question mark, and it must be for Heidi. Which is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yep. Um, We also get Brandon and his dad, which I did some research into, too. Oh, okay. Um, Just real quick before we sign off. So Brandon and Tommy Lee had issues and... They got into sort of a social media feud. Oh, yes. I watched it go down. It was good. Right. So, like, Tommy Lee apparently paid for Brandon to go to rehab. And it it just, like, again, it got ugly with a parent over money and all this stuff. And then 
it's going to be during filming. And so I guess Brandon has been very nervous about the show because of it. That is when Tommy Lee accused him of assault. Oh, it was during filming? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Because so that was, must be when Spencer's like, call your dad, call your dad, call your dad. So it is December of 2018, I believe. Oh. Yeah. So we might, we might get in on that. There have been many an interview recently with him, with Brandon Lee saying he feels nervous to watch the show. So. All right, I'm bored. Yep. Um, and for all of you out there, I have to do a little advanced mea culpa. I am going to do my best to live tweet Monday's episode, but I'm coming back from the beach Monday night. So I am praying that I will get home by 10, um, but there's a chance that I won't. So I will do my best, and that's all I can do. <laughs> Your live tweets are amazing. <laughs> well, it's super fun to do. I really enjoy it, but I'm just like, I'm going to try to leave the beach by 637, but that only gives me three hours to get home, return the rental car and get back to the house. So, but if I leave earlier than that, traffic's going to be terrible. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I definitely took a break from taking my own notes to follow what you were doing on Twitter because it was more fun. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, um, we will see you next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareBee. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>